Hello and welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. In this episode, I will be talking to Andrea Delan, an engineer, an entrepreneur, and CEO of Delan Spa, an Italian family business that has been producing systems for the processing of thin sheet metal since 1978, with 160 employees that include engineers, technicians, and operators. We will be talking about efficiency and sustainability in manufacturing. Andrea will list his four very specific aspects that you should implement in your firm to improve efficiency in your business. Now, I'm your host, Jeff Perry. I'm the founder of More Than Engineering, and this is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. It's the first podcast dedicated to helping engineers and technical professionals with both their personal and professional development. Before we get started, I just want to mention that this is a free show and our sponsors help us to keep it free. And so I'd like to recognize our sponsor for this episode, Washington State University. Washington State University's Engineering and Technology Management Master's Degree Program is a perfect balance of technical and managerial education that helps prepare practicing engineers for managing projects, people, and organizational systems. As one former student noted, the knowledge that I gained from the ETM program helped me become a more competent, confident engineer and manager. The program greatly impacted my career and has been a key element in my continued success. Learn more about the engineering management profession at etm.wsu.edu or email at etm.wsu.edu. Take charge of your career and reach out today. Now let's jump right in. Now it's time to jump right into the main segment of our episode. Today I'm talking with Andrea Dalan about efficiency and sustainability in manufacturing. Andrea, welcome to the Engineering Career Coach podcast. Thank you very much, Jeff. Uh, nice to be here with you and uh, hi to all our listeners. So excited to have you on here, Andrea. Now, as we get started here, I'm curious, could you tell us more about who you are and what you do on a daily basis? I am an engineer. <laughs> I graduated in Italy 20 years ago, and uh, I started working uh, in our family business. My father established uh, this company, Dalan, in uh, 1978, uh, and uh, we produce uh, systems uh, for the processing uh, of sheet metal. So uh, roll formers, uh, punching machines, and laser cutting machines. Over time, I started to follow him uh, uh, during my high school. Then I started to work in the company in different positions, uh, similar to what my son is doing now. So it's uh, <laughs> a family tradition. When I graduated, uh, I went to work for a period uh, in Germany for a stage, so an apprentice, uh, I think uh, <laughs> this is how you call it. As an intern, okay, that's the right way to say it. And then I came back and started to work in sales uh, together with my father. So like uh, working in uh, visiting customers uh, and uh, trying to understand companies uh, to improve uh, their productivity, the efficiency of their production, their quality of their products. In these 20 years, it's been a, a great uh, time and also very challenging. But working in sales has given me a lot of of possibilities uh, to get in touch with a lot, a lot of different companies uh, in Europe, uh, in the United States uh, and globally. So we operate all over the world. 
it's been a well a career that's been in the family business, but sometimes it's not as easy as it can sound. Our company is now 165 people, and we have a subsidiary in Ohio as well with sales and service over there. So, and right now I'm working as the CEO of the LAN. My father is now is still active, but he's working in a more representative role as a president. And uh, well, this is a very quick overview of what has been my career so far. Sounds like it's been quite a journey, but had to, over the course of your career, wear a lot of different hats and, and take on a lot of different responsibilities, as is necessary with the growth of a company like this. And now as a CEO, you have the opportunity to kind of take the reins and move to the next phase of growth and development of the company. That's pretty exciting. Absolutely. And the challenges are coming every day. So right now, during the pandemic, there has been a certain type of challenges. Right now, with the starting of the economy right after the pandemic, there are new challenges in terms of the costs of raw materials. So the secret is being open to challenges and to solving problems, which is what our job as engineers is about mainly, isn't it? Absolutely. So, Andrea, in addition to doing your role inside the company, you're also writing books and even wrote a book on sheet metal manufacturing. So I'm curious, as I understand it, you named it The Revolution of Efficiency. Can you tell us more about where that name came from and what that book uh, teaches and shares about? It's been curious how I came to write this book because uh, I used to write technical articles for uh, different uh, magazines and I had to collect quite a few and I wanted to bring them into uh, some kind of publication. At the same time, my children are old enough to start asking about uh, so the company and uh, their grandfather and everything. So I was starting to write for them a little bit of the story of the company. But the way it developed is quite uh, strange because... I started to write the book and then uh, as I was writing, these four main aspects of efficiency were, became more and more evident. What I found out throughout my career is that each time our, one of our customers comes to us because they need one machine, they don't actually need a machine. They need to solve a problem. And the problem is mostly related to efficiency. Efficiency in terms of saving time. So. This brings us to the concept of productivity or saving labor or producing more automatically or increasing quality, increasing the flexibility of their production. So lately, but this has become a very, very interesting aspect, increasing the sustainability of the processes. And it comes out that when we talk about sheet metal, when we produce from sheet, there is a lot of scrap that is being produced throughout the process. Whereas a lot of our customers want to move to different types of technologies that allow to use so the material 100%, so eliminating totally the scrap. By eliminating the scrap, the process becomes automatically more sustainable and much more profitable. So all these aspects of efficiency, so whenever we save time, we save material, we save labor, so we reduce uh, the resources that we need to obtain a certain result. So we improve efficiency, we improve the profits for the companies uh, that for which we work for. So it sounds like there's multiple different areas that we can look at from an efficiency standpoint. How many different uh, dimensions or aspects 
do you feel like we can look at from an efficiency standpoint? What uh, I came up, uh, and this is uh, the reason the book is called The Revolution of Efficiency, is that sometimes little changes can lead to huge improvements at the end of the year. So I broke down efficiency in four main aspects. Uh, one is productivity, which means that, that when we are able to produce more in the same amount of time or <laughs> produce the same amount of product in less time. So productivity is the main, the first aspect. The second is automation. So when we are able to optimize uh, the use of labor for the production of our, uh, our material, especially by improving the packaging part uh, of products. The third is uh, flexibility. Flexibility is connected to all the aspects of connected to the lean production. So I, I'll cut the story short because it becomes quite long. <laughs> Otherwise, when we start to work for the market, and so we are working in a pool logic, we tend to reduce the amount of material that of products that we store in the intermediate storage. So. When we work in the, in the direction of the just-in-time philosophy, uh, we have to reduce uh, the size of the batches, uh, and therefore we need to be able to change the setup of our machines much more, much faster. And so flexibility becomes uh, one essential aspect. So being able to produce some customized product in the same amount of time that it takes to produce one standard product becomes uh, essential. So if we want to improve flexibility and therefore improve productivity as well. The last aspect is sustainability. Sustainability is now a big topic in the industry, especially in Europe. There is a big discussion so politically about how industry production can be made more sustainable. And of course, all that is related to metal working well, is seen or perceived as being uh, so uh, this kind of manufacturing uh, metal fabrication may not be seen as uh, sexy, whereas uh, the aspects of sustainability can become uh, a huge assets uh, even in metal fabrication. So if uh, we are able to introduce technologies that help us obtain the same amount of quality with the same quality and uh, by using less material and less energy, mainly this uh, automatically turns uh, into great benefit and in positive cash flow for the company because we don't even have to purchase this raw material <laughs> for this additional for raw material for making the production. And this is actually what uh, the technologies that we produce in our company make uh, possible. The idea behind the book was uh, to find a lot of case studies uh, together with our customers with uh, our, the users of our technologies that could tell how they could improve flexibility, automation, uh, productivity, and sustainability, and how this has generated a positive result for them. This is uh, the basis, uh, the four pillars on which uh, I uh, developed all the story about the book. I just want to take a quick break here and once again recognize our sponsor for this podcast episode, Washington State University. The Engineering and Technology Management Program at Washington State University is a systematic approach to professional development for practicing engineers to shift from fully technical positions into leading technical employees and systems. A fully online master's degree program, students take classes at night and often 
implement class lessons in their positions at work before the next class. Learn more about a master's degree in engineering and technology management at etm.wsu.edu or email them at etm at wsu.edu. Take charge of your career and reach out today. So these four pillars, productivity, automation, flexibility, and sustainability, huge pieces when we come to trying to drive to be more efficient and productive and effective in, in our work. So if you were to dial it down to one thing, if you could say what's the one most important thing that a business would need to implement to be more efficient in, in what they do, what would you say that is? I am given a second thought about this. Uh, well, any company could uh, start by analyzing their processes and any different business may find that they need to improve one specific of these aspects. What for me was very important uh, to get to improve efficiency for one company is uh, specifically to get people involved uh, in this process of thinking about uh, efficiency and uh, in all its uh, different aspects. So even though it is not just by buying one piece of equipment, you will generate uh, efficiency. First of all, as an entrepreneur or as an engineer, you have to have uh, the people around you that understand the need of building efficiency and uh, analyzing the processes uh, in terms of improving all this, these four main aspects uh, we have spoken about. Efficiency is uh, an excellent tool, but we need to take care of the people around us uh, that will help us uh, to build efficiency. And uh, if we move towards a project, uh, for example, even investing in, some, in one piece of equipment uh, in order to improve uh, efficiency, it's important to have uh, our team on board because uh, even when we are talking about uh, introducing automation, which is sometimes seen as a means to reduce the amount of labor. On the other hand, so the same people that are involved in the automation processes become a lot more involved and can be involved in a much more valuable processes such as quality control, process controls, etc. So working on efficiency, working on, on automation requires involving so your people in the process. What a great lesson because we need everyone to be looking at how to improve our processes and gain more efficiency. It's not just one person's job. It's everyone's job when we're working together. And so involving your people at every step along the way, because a lot of times the people who are you know, hands-on right there next to what's happening, they have a better view than many of the leaders who aren't there doing the work every single day, day after day. And so we need to use everyone's help to find these more efficient ways of working. We have to become good listeners. So it's, uh, we have studied, uh, we are gaining a lot of experiences, but the results uh, is something that we don't get alone. So we need uh, the team behind us to support us. All of this is, is we're trying to produce more with less resources. We're trying to reduce raw materials. We're trying to reduce the energy that we're using. We're trying to reduce the time it takes to produce products, and we're trying to reduce the labor required to do specific tasks so that, that labor can be better employed or used elsewhere. And all of these aspects, four aspects that you're talking about, really are, are these combination of ways that we can be more efficient. Now, we've talked about automation and productivity, flexibility, and sustainability. Is there anything on top of any of those aspects that you'd love to dive into a little bit further? I know we've talked about all of them, but is there any of those that you feel like you'd like to share even more and go deeper in any one of those topics? 
there is not one aspect that stands way above the other because each different production situation where we have worked requires a deeper focus in one or the other aspect. One thing that I have found out that anyway, when we work on one of these aspects, we generally introduce improvements also on others. For example, it's not possible to improve the productivity if we don't focus on automation and flexibility as well. So if I look at my customers, they come to me and they, they have one problem. I need to increase the production. I need to increase the automation or, or I want to save material. But each time we work on one of these aspects, we automatically generate uh, an improvement also in all other aspects uh, and in general to profitability of uh, our processes. And this is the reason why I came out with the concept of efficiency, because efficiency is the summary of all of these aspects. And eventually it is, if I had to point out one single thing that all of our customers are trying to do is to improve the efficiency of the product, because what do they want? They want to produce more using less resources. Any of the resources uh, that we spoke about, which is uh, can be labor, time, and raw materials and energy, these are the things that we need to optimize in order to get a better results and deliver better value to our customers. And so it's a great way to be able to separate those different aspects, but also recognize that they're all connected in how they interact with each other they're not completely independent. We can look at them in different ways and use different problem-solving methods to say, how can we address productivity, but we need to address some of these others at the same time as well, or they're going to influence each other. Absolutely. It is also, for example, when we address and we analyze one new investment, in not only in sheet metal, but in any type of production system, we are always addressing one of these four aspects. Each time that we introduce an improvement in automation, we know that we are improving also the productivity. When we improve the flexibility, we are also introducing a benefit in productivity as well. And generally, also there is, when we look into efficiency, there is always also, in my experience, an improvement in the quality of the product. Our job should be holistic and we should give a, a, have a general overview and try to give our partners as customers so what they require, but knowing that we are delivering them much more value than the single aspect that they may have addressed. So recognizing that while these aspects are semi-independent, but also interconnected, when we're looking at productivity, automation, flexibility, and sustainability, if I was a business owner, how would I go about starting to address efficiency? Should I focus on just one of these aspects at a time and go on to the next, almost like a ripple effect, or should I look at all of them at the same time? What would be my approach if I was just starting to look at how do I improve efficiency in, in my work and my business? If you have one process in place, uh, there is uh, one aspect that, that uh, keeps you up at night, and uh, that aspect is the one that should be addressed first. What I see in this period, for example, is uh, the capacity of saving raw material, for example, producing more with using less material, having <laughs> knowing the difficulty to <laughs> source metal coils uh, or this type of uh, raw materials. So we should start from one of these aspects 
we should keep our team members involved in order to address First of all, we need to understand what is our problem. And then when we know what is our problem, we can start to address uh, the solution. I wouldn't say that uh, each different process is uh, different, Jeff. So in uh, any different company, I've found the problems with, uh, for example, some companies have huge difficulties in finding uh, workers for their lines. And this is the reason why they are looking into automation. It is not increasing the production, but it's just the problem of making the production and therefore they're looking into more automated processes. There is generally one aspect of these four that keeps the entrepreneur up at night and that should be the kickoff for the process. But if we start from that aspect and then we keep the general concept of efficiency in mind, that will lead us to a better understanding of the possibilities that we have, because sometimes we have one process and we think of automating it, but we are just replicating all the techniques or technologies. So being open and being curious and experimenting and looking for new ways of doing the production, this is what can lead to a continuous improvement in the process. So that is a never ending process, because as we have seen now, we are going from one problem to the next (laughs) in this period. I think that's why they call it continuous improvement. We're continually finding the the next problem. We solve one bottleneck and we're on to the next. There's something else that we can then move on and improve. And hopefully we don't get discouraged by that. We get excited that there's another problem to solve. And that's that's our job as engineers. That's right. We need to have a good motor. (laughs) So to end off this section here, Andrea, I'm curious, just a final piece of advice. What would you say to listeners out there they're trying to make their own businesses more efficient if you were to try to summarize things just a little bit more. I think to keep learning, so not to lose the curiosity and keep visiting even trade shows, other companies, talk with other entrepreneurs, because sometimes so all the solutions we are looking for are at hand. If we don't just look that on our own and we try to do everything on our own. So we have to really learn to connect, to involve to our team members and connect with other companies, with our clients, because sometimes the solutions that there are not only on the market, but sometimes that there are some very simple solutions to improve our efficiency. They can be even not equipment. It's just by talking to people and finding <laughs> new ways to organize our production internally. At this point, we're going to transition into the take action today segment of the show where we'll get one final takeaway from Andrea on efficiencies and uh, sustainability. Now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show. Andrea, you've shared a lot of great insights on efficiency. I'm curious, can you give us one final way that we can take action on these ideas of efficiency, and in particular, sustainability? Here in Europe, there is a huge discussion about uh, sustainability. And uh, what I have seen from my experience is that uh, a lot of companies, entrepreneurs, uh, well, fear that uh, making their processes more sustainable might uh, introduce additional costs to their processes. uh, And therefore, so this is seen as kind of a problem. We have seen, and this is what uh, is part of the content of my book, that if we look at our production processes, we can actually find ways to use less material, use less energy, and therefore 
not only make the processes more sustainable, but even much more profitable for our companies. Knowing what are the technologies available can help us make a great leap for both sustainability and profitability. So I invite you to connect maybe to Amazon and get the book and that may bring additional insights for our listeners. Thanks so much, Andrea. Great way to think about sustainability as not just kind of a responsibility that we have to be sustainable, but also an opportunity to do better for our company as well. So if people want to connect with you or find the book or other information about your company and other things that you do, where can they find that? They can connect to our website uh, that is uh, dalan.com with a 2L, or they can uh, connect to me with LinkedIn. Uh, they can look for Andrea Dalan. There's uh, only one or two, maybe, but I will send uh, a link to get uh, the book on Amazon. It is on uh, Kindle Unlimited uh, available, so it's uh, very, very convenient to get it for the next 90 days, I think. Well, we look forward to finding that, and we'll include all these links in the show notes for any who go to the website. But thanks again so much for being here with us, Andrea. I really learned a lot from you and look forward to seeing your continued success. Thank you very much. I hope it's been of interest for our listeners. To the next time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ciao. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. We would love to hear your feedback, comments, and questions. Go to www.engineeringmanagementinstitute.org where you will find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during the episode. And don't forget to check out our upcoming free live webinar for this month also at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Additionally, for any engineers struggling with unemployment or uncertain about how to make an intentional career transition, I've created some free training resources with an opportunity to join a more intensive program called the Engineering Career Accelerator. If interested, you can find more information and training at engineeringcareeraccelerator.com. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering endeavors. The strategies that you heard in this episode will be of no use to you unless you take action and start to implement them in your career immediately. To help you do that, we have designed a system that you can use at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. It combines live monthly webinars with PDHs, plus a private forum giving you access to coaches and premium content focused on helping you build your management and leadership skills. Join us for our next live webinar at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and we'll help you engineer your own success.